Welcome back on your first time here then thank you for joining us. This is the Dealer's Guide to dot 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 with me Meg, also known as the Dungaree Dealer. It's the podcast where we talk about all things pregnancy, birth and parenting. My aim is to share unbiased information alongside a bit of friendly chit chat to ensure that you head into parenthood feeling confident and excited for what's to come. If you missed the first couple of episodes and would like to know more about me, then go and check out episode one for a little introduction and a big chat on hypnobirthing and the following episodes for some great birth preparation. And if you love the podcast, you can now leave me a little tip to say thank you by buying me a coffee. The link is in the show notes as always. This episode is going to be a little off the cuff. I've not planned it as much as I usually do, but I'm going to chat through my top five things that I think that all pregnant people should do. So I've listed my personal, remember this is just my opinion, listed my top five things that I think all pregnant people should do but I haven't made any further notes, so I wonder how much I'm going to need to edit it once I've recorded. (laughs) I hope you found it both helpful and practical, so let's get into it. I hope you enjoy the episode. So number one, uh, no prizes for guessing what number one is. My first thing that I think all pregnant people should do is prepare for birth. Obviously, (laughs) and I know you're thinking, well, you're a hypnobirthing teacher and you would do that, so you profit financially when we prepare for birth. And that's true, but I'm not saying you have to prepare with me. I'm just saying you should prepare for birth. And there are so many ways that you can do this. You can obviously hire a doula. You can take a hypnobirthing course. You can do this in person. You can do this online. You can do this through a digital pack or you're working at your own speed. But you can do it in loads of other ways as well. You can read books. You can watch YouTube videos. You can look on TikTok. You can listen to podcasts like you are now. There are absolutely loads of different ways to prepare for birth. And I'm going to tell you how to do it. You can do it however you want to, because obviously different people have different constraints, different time constraints, different financial constraints. There are all sorts of different sort of barriers and boundaries around the different birth preparation that we can access. But doing some sort of birth preparation is something that I think all pregnant people should do. And the reason why is because birth is this massive transformational event basically and I know that that sounds a bit daft and you're thinking like what are you on about it is a transformational event the way that we give birth can physically affect us for even the rest of our lives but it can definitely affect that the way that we parent and the way that our postpartum goes so if we go into birth and we have a really negative experience and we feel really disempowered and we feel really traumatized by it that is going to have an effect on the way that we parent and the way that we move through life whereas if we do birth preparation I'm not saying that doing birth preparation 100% of the time prevents things from going sideways or prevents us from having traumatic births because obviously that's not true sometimes people do loads and loads of preparation and they still have really difficult births because we can't plan for every single scenario sometimes things do come up but if we do birth preparation and we understand how birth works and we understand how our bodies work and we understand how to help those things along we understand how to help the hormones of birth along how to utilize the environment how to educate our birth partners so that they can help us along as well then that's going to stand us in good stead for having a positive experience regardless of the outcomes. It's not about planning for one set birth. I always say this about birth preparation. If you're doing a birth preparation course with somebody and they're telling you to only focus on your dream birth and to not give a second moment of thought to any other possible scenario, then that's probably not the ideal way to prepare. We obviously want to focus a lot of attention on to getting our dream birth and to getting that birth that we ultimately completely do deserve 
But we should also be thinking about other things, think about things that could pop up, thinking about the current state of the maternity system and how we're going to navigate our way through that, thinking about what happens if we develop things like preeclampsia or we need to have a caesarean, thinking about at what points we would be happy to accept or not accept being induced and things like that. So preparing for birth just puts the power back into our hands so that we can go into birth feeling really empowered in ourselves and in our bodies and we are not worried and we're not scared and we're giving ourselves the best chance of having a positive birth and like I said you can do this in a variety of ways make it work for you make it work for your family for your time schedule but definitely do some birth preparation we're constantly bombarded by a media that wants us to fear birth and having a fear mindset around birth can impact the course of our birth there is a positive birth mindset episode of this podcast I think it is episode number two but if you want to know more about that I'd really recommend listening to it because it just explains why it's such a good idea to try and think about birth in a more positive light and how that is going to help us to have a more positive birth experience so that is absolutely my number one top tip for any pregnant person make sure that you prepare for your birth and not just because I stand to gain financially from people preparing for birth because ultimately that is somewhere quite far down the list of why I do this work. Um, obviously, it's a bonus getting paid to help people prepare for birth, but it's not why I do it. I do it because I want people to realise that they can birth within their power. So the second thing is preparing for your postpartum. So it follows on quite nicely from preparing for birth, but preparing for postpartum is also incredibly important. Um a lot of people just think that we're going to have a baby and that baby is just going to fit into our little lives and nothing much is going to need to change. And hands up if that was you because that was me. I thought when I had my first baby that I would push this baby out, take them home and then my life would continue as normal. I would just have a little buddy with me all of the time and I was wrong. <laughs> um, it's quite funny to think about now how wrong I was. And I'm not saying this in a bad way, like your life changes and I'm not saying that it'll never go back to how it was before or that you will completely have to flip everything on your head because a lot of people do have a baby and then they do fit that baby into their life quite nicely but it's not going to be exactly the same a lot of things change and for good reason so that is why we have things like maternity leave because we need that time to adjust and we need that time to focus on healing our bodies and looking after our babies and feeding our babies and keeping them alive so preparing for postpartum is really important because it can ease your journey into parenthood and into this change and there are also a lot of other things that I think are really important in preparing for postpartum it's just learning what newborns are like because again, people just think you have a baby and that baby will just sort of nap a lot and you'll feed them a lot. And yeah, that's true. Babies do sleep a lot and you do just kind of need to feed them at first, make sure they're changed and clean and warm. But there's a lot more to it, especially if you're planning things like breastfeeding and stuff like that. You, It's really handy to understand normal newborn behaviour, so to understand sort of how long they will sleep for, how often they will feed, the fact that they're going to wake up a lot in the night, but that's normal. The reason that they wake up for a lot in the night is to keep themselves safe. It literally protects them from SIDS waking up a lot in the night. But knowing these things can just make the whole thing a lot easier because if you have no idea and then you have a baby and your baby's waking up every hour in the night and you're getting incredibly frustrated and you think there's a problem and you think there's something wrong with your baby and you start hunting for reasons and you blame breastfeeding and then you stop breastfeeding and then you end up with 
guilt and grief and trauma around stopping breastfeeding or because you was unaware of normal newborn behavior because again it's not something we're really taught about then all of that would have been unavoidable if we just put more emphasis on preparing for postpartum and I'm not shaming anyone who's done any of these things because like I said I am so guilty of this the first time around I did not prepare for postpartum at all the only things that I did was I knew I wanted to breastfeed but I did no preparation for it or anything I just knew I wanted to do it and I bought some cloth nappies because I was one of those like annoying sustainability people still am <laughs> that was like I want to use reusable nappies I didn't really look into anything else so preparing for postpartum is really really important learning how to prepare for breastfeed where you can go for support because again I just thought I'm going to breastfeed and I didn't do any preparation I just thought it would be easy and luckily for me it was um, touch wood but I've supported so many people since then who have not had that same experience a lot of people can struggle with breastfeeding and if we can do that preparation beforehand then it can make any issues that crop up a lot easier to deal with and we know where to go for support then as well if you're wanting to do things like baby wearing then practicing baby wearing going to a sling library and things like that are going to really help us prepare for postpartum and making sure that we've done things like thought about what we're going to eat how we're going to nourish ourselves do we have a freezer full of food that we have pre-made that we have bulk made do we have people coming around to help us tidy up and sort out the house and look after older children so preparing for postpartum is really really important because in those first few weeks you're going to be tired your body is going to be healing you're going to be bonding with your baby you're going to be learning a load of new skills especially if it's your first you're going to be learning things like how to feed them learning their cues how to get them to sleep and things like that so doing all of this postpartum preparation is definitely my second most important thing that I think pregnant people should do and again, there's loads of different ways that you can do this. You can book onto courses. So a lot of doulas and hypnobirthing teachers like myself run preparing for postpartum courses. But again, you can read really good books. You can go to parenting groups. Like I said, you can go to sling libraries. You can go to breastfeeding groups. If you look at breastfeeding groups in your area, they invite pregnant people to come so that you can understand what's normal and what to expect. So there are loads of things that you can do. Listen to podcasts. You don't have to spend a lot of money to prepare for your postpartum. The third thing that I would really recommend all pregnant people do is moving your body. So growing a baby is really hard work and we do need to rest a lot. And I will emphasize that till I'm blue in the face. We do need to rest a lot when we're growing a baby, but we also do need to be moving our bodies. And again, I know that this will look different for everybody. Not everyone is able to go for a walk every day. Not everyone has the same mobility as each other. So it's going to look different for everybody. But moving our bodies when we're pregnant is so, so, so important for so many reasons. So it's really good for dealing with pregnancy aches and pains. But most importantly, it's really good for helping our baby into what's called the optimal fetal position. And again, I did an episode on this a few episodes back maybe episode 14 or 15 it's a bit blurry now because we're getting into like the 20s um <laughs> but there's an episode all about getting your baby into the best position for birth and the best way we can do that is through movement through things like gentle exercise so going for walks if that's possible going for swims if that's possible sitting with our knees below our pelvis if that is possible there are all sorts of different things that you can do to ensure your baby gets into the best position for birth and then like I said on top of that the benefit is that it also helps to ease aches and pains it helps us to feel a little bit comfier it helps us to just have a more enjoyable pregnancy so if you can start doing all of these little things um, that are going to help you feel good every day and are going to encourage 
encourage your baby into the best position for birth because when our baby is in optimal fetal positioning it just means that our birth is tends to be a little bit easier than if they were not because they don't have to spend any of your labor wriggling themselves around which can feel quite uncomfortable they're already in the position that is going to help them descend through your pelvis as easy as possible so yeah doing gentle exercise doing things like pregnancy yoga as well pregnancy yoga is great and again these sorts of things do not have to cost loads of money if you want to go to a pregnancy yoga class if you want to take out a um subscription to be able to go swimming to be able to go to the gym and things like that of course those things cost money but there are other things that you can do that don't cost a single penny things like going for a walk and things like doing pregnancy yoga on youtube things like looking up different websites like the spinning babies websites and mile circuits website again those things are all spoken about in the optimal fetal positioning episode so it can cost as much or as little as need be as whatever can fit into your budget and whatever can fit into your time as well if you work really long hours obviously you're not going to be going for hikes every day or you're not going to be able to fit in a swim but if you can just do a little thing when you get in from work a five minute stretch or something like that then every little helps if you can bounce on your birth ball that is going to help so just any little thing like that is going to be really really beneficial the fourth thing is Obviously, you need to stock up for your baby, but stock up sustainably. I told you I was one of those annoying sustainability people. <laughs> but what I mean by this stocking up sustainably is that there's so much chat around buying the newborn essentials and all of these gifts and gadgets and things that you just absolutely need for your baby. And actually, your baby does not need hardly anything at all. So stock up sustainably. And this is whether you've got millions of pounds to spend or you're on a budget I still think that everybody should do this and um, from the sustainability angle obviously it's better for the environment if we're not buying a load of products that we're just going to waste and that are not going to get used but also it just makes sense for us because like I said babies don't need much and they also don't use things for very long so think about clothes if you're buying clothes in newborn size they're going to be in that newborn size for a couple of weeks and then they're going to move to naught for three months but really, babies start to grow out of not to three months, generally quite quickly, generally before three months. So again, they're only in those clothes for a few weeks. And then they move into size three to six clothes and they're only in those clothes for a few weeks too. So you really do not need much. And because of this, there is like an absolute surplus of baby clothes going around. So have a look on places like Vinted, on Depop, on Facebook Marketplace, in charity shops. And as long as you're comfortable with it, I know not everybody is, but grab things secondhand, grab things pre-loved. And if you're not up for buying things that have already been pre-worn, then you can buy things from Vinted and you can filter it with the tab that says that it's brand new with tags. Because like I said, all of these babies are getting all of these clothes as gifts at their baby showers, at gifts from like parents, from friends, when your baby's born. You're gonna get loads of loads of people buying you clothes that your baby never gets to wear because they're in them for such a short amount of time. So people are selling all of these beautiful, beautiful baby clothes on, brand new with tags that have never been worn. So I would always recommend for people to stock up really sustainably and really savvy and yeah, use like the different filters for if you don't want to buy things that have already been pre-worn. And then the same with all the gifts and gadgets, like I said, you really do not need much. Your baby will need something to be carried around in, so either a sling or a pram or both if you're going to use both, but you could just get one or the other. And then they're going to need something to be fed by. So if you're breastfeeding, you don't need a single thing. You literally just need a boob. Maybe you need a milk collector to put on your other boob because 
Boobs can get leaky. If you're feeding it on one side, sometimes the other boob can leak a bit. So you might want a little, um, they call like milk collectors to put on your other boobs so it doesn't leak everywhere. Some reusable breast pads that you can put in the wash. That's it. If you're breastfeeding, if you're bottle feeding, you just need a couple of bottles, something to sterilise them in. Again, you don't need anything else like that. You don't need all the big fancy gadgets and stuff like that unless you want them i'm not telling you what to do i said at the beginning this is my opinion so this is just this these are my top tips you you can take them or leave them um and then they need some clothes we've already discussed that and that is about it they really do not need much more oh and they need somewhere to sleep but if you're co-sleeping they don't they're sleeping in your bed they probably just need a baby sleeping bag um or they need like a next to me crib or something like that nappies and wipes like i said at the beginning i got reusable nappies if you're going to buy disposable you just buy them when they're here but yeah stock up sustainably babies do not need much they do not use much and then my fifth thing that all pregnant people should do is make memories and i know that this probably seems trivial after the other things all being quite important but i just think that making memories when you're pregnant is so important and you're thinking like oh that's such a stupid whimsical thing to say of course i'm making memories i'm making them every day i'm going to remember this time but you want tangible memories so make sure people take photos make sure you get loads of bump photos um i have hardly any bump photos from either of my pregnancies and i massively regret it because i just really wish i had some really nice photos to sort of chart the time that I was pregnant, the time that I was doing the most incredible thing in the world and growing my kids. So yeah, take all of the bump photos, maybe even book in a maternity shoe or something like that. Um, have a mother's blessing or a baby shower. I know it's like an American thing to do and some people find it really cheesy, but it's just really nice to have a time to celebrate you and to celebrate the life that you're growing. So if it's not your thing, maybe you just book a nice meal out with your family and your friends, but try and do something to really mark the fact that you are pregnant and you're doing a freaking amazing job and you deserve to be loved and looked after and cherished. Other things that you might want to do is go on a baby moon or uh, like what this is like some other things that people call them I can't remember but yeah baby moon is basically just like a, a little holiday where you go on with your partner or maybe a friend or something and you literally yeah you just celebrate yourself so maybe you go somewhere where you can get a pregnancy massage or something like that get loads of complimentary therapies so go for pregnancy massages like I just said go for reflexology go for acupressure go for all of the different things because you deserve to be pampered and just make loads of memories. Maybe you journal, maybe like every week you journal about your different pregnancy um, symptoms and the different things that you've been doing. And you just make sure you write it all down. Maybe you make a photo diary. Maybe you get one of those special diaries that's like to chart specifically being pregnant or something like that. Because you will really love looking back on this time in the future, like a couple of years down the line when you're out of that hazy newborn phase and everything's a little bit easier when you've got more time you will love looking back on it and you will think wow what a badass I was I literally grew this human and brought them into the world with my body how cool is that and it'll be so nice to look back on it and be able to see the photos from the baby moon or the baby shower or even just the things that you go to like if you go to a barbecue or something like that in the summer and you're wearing a really cute tight dress and you're showing off your bump like take the photo you will want to see it you will want to look back on this moment in time and I know that not everybody enjoys pregnancy and at the time you might be thinking 
I just want this to be over. I am not going to want to remember this. Maybe you're having really bad morning sickness or you're really uncomfortable or you're just like, you're at the end of your tether, basically. (laughs) And if you are, then I completely sympathise. I've been at the end of my tether with being pregnant many times as well. But you ultimately will want to look back on it and you will want to make the memories as well. And I'm not doing that like annoying toxic positivity thing where I'm like, oh, but you have to love every minute and you have to like take photos every day when you feel like shit because you do. You're allowed to have days where you just lay in bed and feel sorry for yourself because yeah, you're a badass for growing this baby, but also like you're a badass that needs to rest as well. But yeah, definitely take the photos and create a little scrapbook, create a little journal do whatever you need to do to make yourself feel good about this time and then you will really, really enjoy it as you come to two, three, four, five, six years into parenting when you can look back on it. And that's it. That's the five things that I wanted to tell you that I think all pregnant people should do. And like I said, it's just my opinion. Maybe these things are not as important to you as they are to me, but they're the five things that I think all pregnant people should do. So I really hope that you enjoyed listening. I hope you found it helpful. If you want to discuss any of these topics further, then please do come hang out on Instagram where I'm at the Dungaree Doula. Let me know if you enjoyed this episode and thank you for listening again. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do stick around, like, follow and subscribe or leave a little review if you don't mind too, because it's so very helpful for my little podcast. Speak soon. See you next week. Bye.